We're live. Hey, we did it. Yeah. Hey there. Hello. Happy Thursday. We're back to Thursday. We are. Yes. <laughs> it's the best. That's the best day to podcast. <laughs> Thursday well, day. Podcast day officially. Yeah, man. Um, how's life going? Good. Yeah, it's going. My wife's my wife's gone. I'm lonely. All right, bachelor pad. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yep. Threw, threw out every pair of pants in the house. We're good to go for the weekend. Yep. Nice. Replace all your pants with pizzas. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Pizza pants. Hell yeah. Gross. Wife's am I right? Ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, here in the Bay Area, everything is on fire again. Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck happened like a year or two ago? I don't exactly remember. I remember you guys had had some pretty bad fires or BC did. We have uh, fires up north and in in SoCal. And then all the all the ash likes to collect in the Bay Area. Um, I was talking to Paul about this just beforehand. Every time I go outside, it smells like ash. Everything looks hazy. And if the sun is up, everything looks orange. Great. I, I can't tell if I still have a, a cough or if I'm just choking kind of at all times. Great. Um, a little harder to breathe out there. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. I would say like half the people are wearing masks. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. And when I look at this uh, current air quality map, we are sitting uh, between the very unhealthy and the hazardous zone, which those are the top two. Awesome. Good time. And it's been like that for like a week or two. Yeah, I it's saw pretty gross. Someone posted earlier a world air quality index ranking, and you, San Fran, has the worst, two hundred eighty-three, and the next closest was somewhere in Pakistan at like two thirty-two. So we're the worst in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard something similar. Yeah, like we were for a bit there. We were like up there with China, which really kind of painted like a good picture, uh, at least for myself, of kind of how things are going. <clears throat> it's bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely bad. I heard it was worse than the ones from a year or two ago, which those were pretty bad. I believe it. But yeah, so that's the Bay Area. Um, but hey, Thanksgiving's coming up next week, and I'm excited for Black Friday. Yeah, man. That's good me. time. Good time to buy that's some stuff. Yep. And yep. Cyber Monday. Dude. Oh, who cares about Cyber Monday, man? Who me. cares about robots? Because I don't go to a store. I do, I do like all, or at least last year, I did all my Black Friday shopping on like Thursday night, mm. like on this online. It was great. Got my lists ready to go. Nice. Detroit is on or, there. Detroit is on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be like 20 bucks. Astrobot is on there. That's going to be like 20 bucks. Um, I've actually already been doing some of my Black Friday shopping because some discounts have already gone live. So I already picked up. Uh, Destiny 2's Forsaken and all, like all the DLC because that dropped to like 30 bucks. Uh-huh. Um, Nino Kuni 2, the like special edition dropped to 20 bucks. Okay. So grabbed that. What else am I looking at? Assassin's Creed Odyssey I'll grab. Mm-hmm. And Soul Calibur 6. Nice. I think those are the, yep. th- those are those the are goals good pickups. for this year. Yep, those yeah. are good ones for sure. And they're all going to be at least half price, if not cheaper. 
Yep. Um, and then, you know, whatever, whatever movies I want to pick up. I'm in the, I'm in the zone where I'm like, do I want to buy 4k movies like Blu-rays now or just stick with Blu-rays? And I don't know where I'm, I'm landing on that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see on the prices. Yeah. Whatever's cheaper or like whatever is more affordable at the time, I guess. Yeah. Cause the Blu-rays will be like $6. Yeah, exactly. But the 4k, but the 4k ones will be like 15, which they're usually like 40. So, I mean, it's a good deal regardless. I think it's going to just be like the, the movies I really like that that would do well in 4K. Um, like I'm thinking of like Blade Runner and a, uh, a Infinity War. Those might be some 4K pickups. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, we'll see. Got to wait for the ads to come out, really. Yeah. Yep. And John, you're not doing any Thanksgiving plans this year? So normally we go to my uh, brother-in-law's place for Thanksgiving, at least American Thanksgiving, but uh, no, we're skipping on both this year because Reese is actually in L.A. right now. Oh. Oh, great. What a what a bad time to be in California. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing she's not in California. I said L.A. Just say- I said L.A. I meant Las Vegas. Okay. okay. I was like, yep. what? <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I don't know why that came to mind. Sorry. Wrong. Wrong L, I guess. Sure. Yeah, no, I she, mean, they both start with loss. That's true. Uh, so she is currently there for Final Fantasy Fan Fest, so the Final Fantasy 14-themed yeah. convention. Okay, cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. It is. It is a very big thing. So she's there for that, and I am currently cat-sitting. As you can see, I'm doing a great job of it, because not only am I on the podcast, I am also not paying attention and playing Tetris Effect instead. Ooh. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Well, there, there's a there's an intro if we've ever had one. Um, but just before that, top down perspective is this the name of this podcast, and it's November fifteenth. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm, I'm Paul Fleck. There you go. I'm breaking breaking order this time, screwing things That's up. Fine. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, well, yeah, uh, John, you already started, but keep talking about Tetris. Yo, have you ever heard of a game called Tetris? Nope. No, but I've heard of Luminous. Yeah, I was going to say, have you heard of Luminous? Because this is just Luminous meets Tetris. Nice. Oh, okay. That, is, it, that, sounds that good. is literally what this game is. If that is, a, if that sounds good to you, you should buy this game immediately. Is that good for you? Fuck yeah. All right. Nice. There's some, That's good for me. There's some extremely good music in this version. And I'm assuming you're not doing, you haven't done VR. I do not have a VR setup for PS4. Right. I've been extremely tempted because Twitter is going nuts over this game mm-hmm. and I have the PSVR set up. So it's like, oh, it would be perfect. But I'm just playing so many other things. That's fair. I have heard really good things about the VR as well. Um, I like I don't know. I just really like this is a good, solid version of Tetris. Like it plays well. Oh, thank God. But were you, did you think it was not going to be a good version of Tetris? Yeah, because there hasn't been one for a while. What about Puyo Puyo Tetris? Yeah, Puyo Puyo just happened. Puyo Puyo Tetris is basically the two games, but yeah, I I bought that game only for Tetris because it was good. Because mm. the last one before that is some one I had on PlayStation that I think Ubisoft did, and it was a fucking travesty. Yeah, I heard that one's bad. So I will I will point out this is a very important thing you need to know. This game is not multiplayer. Okay. okay. Well. That's probably so that, fine for that me. Can be a deal breaker yeah. for people. Yeah. yeah, that's not not for me. Um, 
Interesting, though. I wonder why they would. Maybe it just like messes up the music because your moves tie into the music, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where the luminous aspect comes from. It's the same devs. So it's all more so about just being a chill version of Tetris, letting you kind of zone out while you're playing. Sure. Um, just like really good music and background effects and everything that go alongside of it. Even your pieces like flash along to the music. Right. But again, like I said, right. no multiplayer. There are like leaderboards and stuff with online, but there's like no like local. You're going to sit down and just play a regular ass round of Tetris against each other. It is strictly one player. I think I'm OK with that because I was, I was thinking yeah. I didn't really play much multiplayer on Puyo Puyo. And right. when like my girlfriend and I did compete, we just like passed the switch back and forth and tried to beat each other's high score. Uh, which I mean, we could do in this one. So, oh, yeah, there's a lot of leaderboards on this one. So there's two different modes so far that I've seen, at least. There's journey mode, which is where they take you through, a, like, sets of different skins you'll go through. And you just have to clear, like, a certain line goal. Like, so far, it's been, like, get 30 lines on this skin. Then you'll move on with whatever, like, speed and, like, stack you've built onto the next skin and keep going through, like, three or four. Right. And you, and you, sorry, just to step back. When you say get 30 lines, you mean clear 30 lines at once? No, like, in period. Oh, in, in total. Okay. Yeah. No, the most that you can clear at once in this game is 20 lines because there's in, okay. in, in journey mode, which is, the, I guess, the quote unquote story mode. Uh, you have a feature called like getting in the zone. You have a zone meter you can activate at any time and that freezes the stack in place. So every time you clear a line, uh, all your stacks move up and the clear lines move to the bottom and time freezes. So during that time, you can't overflow and kill yourself in the game. You can actually keep doing this over and over until you get to the very top of the screen and clear the entire screen at once. And that's called like a ultimatrice or something like that. Nice. And there's that's a cool. there's a leaderboard for like how many people have actually pulled that off. I bet there's a trophy as well. Uh, I don't know about trophy. Someone, oh, how in the world? Someone I mean, it doesn't off, really matter. Someone pulled off 21 lines in a row or in an ultimatrice, which doesn't make any sense because 20 should be 21 the is what I had heard, or at least that's what they mentioned on the bomb cast. Someone there's one person who has 21 and there's a lot of people who have 20. Oh, well, okay, that's a weird number. I would assume more people would have 21 if that is the max. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, 44 people have 20. Is it Mizuguchi? Is he the one that has 21? It's Kirby 703 underscore PS. Oh, yes. Mizuguchi's handle, as we all know. Yeah. That that famous handle. Yep. There's a lot of USA and Japanese players. Oh, there's a Canadian on there. Is it you? No, I wish. (laughs) I wish I was that good at Tetris. Okay. Is it you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm flattered. Thank you. I think my best was like 12. That's cool. Does the music get like insane and intense when you're doing that? It kind of builds up a bit too. And like the lights just go like the colors invert and everything that gets like really bright and kind of you can like you can zoom in and out on the stack as well. So it just kind of has like a nice effect. Okay. are you like do you wish you could play it in VR or are you like, no, I don't even care. I don't think I care personally. Okay. I really just need the headphone aspect of it so I get the music. Okay. I do like the whole the background and all the cool stuff they do in the background, like zooming around Earth or like fire effects and stuff like that. But I feel like that'd be more distracting. I feel like that. I like, feel like the PSVR would be better if I was watching someone play the game and I could experience everything else around it. If that makes sense. Do you have a favorite stage? 
So far, I do. Uh, I don't have a, all the skins unlocked. I've probably only got about 10. Uh, the skin that they use on expert mode is excellent. I really like that one. I forget what it's called. I can I have it open here. I can just look. Space Race. And uh, I also like... Sorry, it takes a second to get through some of these. I also like one that's called Ritual Passion, which is basically just like I can't like a bonfire that just keeps like flaring up the more you're doing in the game. It's real cool. That is cool. cool. Yeah. So like it, it has like the the luminous like all right you're like this far into the stage so now like you're in this part of the song or like you're at this level of the build up stuff like that. So it does that a lot, and that's honestly right. like my favorite thing that luminous has done. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, weird things you can do. There's records that you can hit, like achievements, quote unquote. And, uh, they all unlock skins. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how many skins are in the game? Do you know? I don't know exactly, but I, like I said, I've got about 10 and I can see at least another 20 to 30. I have not unlocked. Good. Cool. Um, they also recently revealed that there is a game boy themed tetris skin i have i have seen that on on twitter hey buddy that you have to reach level 50 in the game like your player level 50 to hit that uh they also wow. do weekend they also do weekend events called like weekly rituals and apparently those are how like they introduce the new skins and stuff like that oh so they're gonna be ongoing skins yes and are our skins just um Visual or is it a new song per skin? Visual, song, and pieces. Oh wait, like they have different pieces compared to the usual. Like, like the pieces look different colors. Five. Uh, well, there's also oh, okay, a, there's also a, a different mode that does give you different piece types. Like there, there's one mode that gives you three three square pieces instead of four. Oh, weird. Okay. And uh, on there's also like I think my favorite mode is sorry I have the cat on me so I'm trying to juggle this now. My favorite mode that I played on stream the other night was mystery where the game randomly gives you a positive or negative effect to your game and you have to just keep clearing lines as many as possible. So like they'll do okay, things well, like flip the field upside down and reverse your controls. Uh, they'll zoom in okay. real close to the board. They'll put a, a, a bomb on the map and if you don't clear it within 10 pieces, it actually just destroys a part of your stack. That sounds good. It's honestly like really fun. Like it's it's the least zen of the modes. It's it's pretty stressful in a way, but it was yeah. really fun. Those seem perfect for like a like multiplayer mode where you're like using those against someone else. Yeah, I'm actually really yeah. sad that there's no multiplayer. I kind of didn't realize that until having this discussion. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can see that being a hang up for some people. I mean, maybe they'll add it in in an update. Who knows? They could, but I don't know. I'm I'm more than okay. I think with uh, with just having this as a single player experience. I wonder if it's if it's selling well. That, I don't I'm, know, I'm but curious. word of mouth for it's been pretty good. Uh, I know I sold a couple copies to people the other day when I was streaming it because people were like, "Oh, hey, this looks real fun." Uh, currently, it is reviewing. I know it's getting good reviews, but yeah. it's just. It's Tetris, and it's kind of a high price point for just Tetris. How much is it? I was trying to look that up, actually. I have 40 or 50 bucks, I think. Oh, yeah. It's 40 American. Yeah. See, which is a little steep for just Tetris, right? Tetris Effect has an 89 on Metacritic right now based on 50 reviews. So that's for a Tetris game. That's actually really good. It it is the eighth highest rated PS4 game that came out this year. 
I wouldn't wow. like that's exclusive or just that's on the PlayStation Four. Um, that's on the PlayStation Four. Okay, I mean that that seems all right. Like, yeah, so like eighty nine is pretty yeah. high, and like you know <coughs> that list is Red Dead Redemption Two, God of War, Divinity Original Sin Two Definitive Edition, Shadow of the Colossus, Celeste, Monster Hunter World, and Astro Bot Rescue Mission. No, uh, Spider Man actually had that in eighty seven. So oh, okay. Tetris Effect mm. is apparently a better yeah. game. Astrobot. Oh yeah. So yeah, like half that list is, is like is not exclusive, and this is exclusive. So is this console only on? Yeah, this is just straight up says only on PlayStation. So I guess right now it's exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm I'm kind of in the boat of forty bucks for a Tetris game is a bit much. Um, I also have so much other stuff I want to play at the moment that I can definitely like wait on that. So I'm not in like a rush. That's fair. Uh, but, I, but I am excited to try that in VR. Honestly, it's been like mm. a good chill experience. So like if you just want a game to just like completely unwind with it, it has been real fun. Cool. But like I said, no multiplayer, which can be a bit of a hang up for people. Right on. Cool. And that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Okay. Uh, Paul, uh, nothing too worth talking about. I jump. I've been doing a bit of siege again, getting ready for the new operators that they announced coming out pretty soon here. So, okay, what are the new operators? I haven't been following this. The new operators are a defender who has a kind of like a bandit thing, like an electrical charge that he can put on reinforced uh, hatches on the roof, so they can't like blow the hatch, basically. But they already can't if it's reinforced, right? There's multiple people that can get take care of it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, if you notice, you have the uh, power. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and we're not exactly sure what the other, the attackers thing is. There's like a quick 30 second teaser of her like just walking down a hallway, shooting this attachment on her rifle, like down a bunch of hallways and then, or like a bunch of little, like little areas that you can't see and then when she gets to the end of it they all like explode these gusts of air and all these dudes fly out into the open so we're guessing something just dealing with like misplacing opponents so that you can like okay pick them off or whatever Interesting. yeah so that seems like it might be kind of exciting i suppose uh i've been playing a lot of gungeon on the switch actually i don't know why but that okay it bit me again so i've just been playing a whole bunch of that just because it's easy to get into a game just play around for a while and then turn it off and go on with my day i've just been trying Didn't to it have it like in. a big update like a month or two ago yeah the, the, the gungeons and dragons expansion is that the one yeah huge expansion sounds right yep right cool yeah is that free uh i think so Okay. Because that's when that expansion came out is when I think that game came out on Switch and I just bought it anyway. I think it, I think it's been on Switch for a while. Yeah. The expansion you're talking about has been out for months. Oh, okay. All right. And I think the P- the PC version updated, but I didn't have it installed, so I think it's a free update. Uh cool. Yeah, nothing else keeping it real this week and just chilling basically. All right. Um, I'll talk briefly about Pool Panic. I haven't played too much of it. Um, I'm definitely, like, wrestling with the controls. They seem, like, oddly... Sorry. 
they seem oddly uh, complicated. Not well complicated, but also just like super sensitive. And I can't seem to how to turn down the sensitivity. Every it has an option for sensitivity, but it doesn't seem to affect anything. I'm wondering if that's for like motion controls or something. I I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I think it needs a, a longer tutorial because it teaches you how to like you know uh, kind of throw yourself at the other uh, balls to get them into the holes. Um, and then that's about it. It'll teach you how to do like a hard shot and a soft shot. And then the first stage introduces like different types of balls, like what they do. Um, and that it just, it was just kind of like a trial and error of me having to like repeat the stages. Cause all the stages are also timed. There's like three or four, uh, objectives you can go towards for each stage. And there'll be, did you do it under the time limit? Did you do it under the shot limit? Did you not sink yourself, which is the white ball? And did you sink all of the like opposing balls? Those are the four. Um, so it's a little stressful with that time limit, especially because it's not um, like actual numbers. It's a it's a stopwatch that goes around in a circle and it goes around a few times. And I still not sure how many times it's allowed to go around before I like went over my limit. That sounds a little confusing and honestly stressful. Yeah. It, it is, which I which I kind of don't like because I kind of just want to like the the present the presentation of this game is these all these weird little pool balls with goofy faces making weird noises and stuff, or like the like the fourth stage for example, a you're crossing the street and a car because it's like an, it, there's like an overworld map so you're crossing the street and a car crashes and then you go over to the car and that's a level and a bunch of like luchador wrestling balls come out of the car and then you have to knock them into the um into the holes and they'll, and they'll like pick you up and they can like throw you and stuff, which is fun and goofy. And I, and I like the presentation of it, but then there's this weird, like it's, it's just kind of like, like I hate that there's a time limit and it's like, you gotta, you gotta get going, man. You gotta go fast. And then, like I said, the problem is at the beginning, they don't teach you enough. So in like the first stage, there's like three different colored balls and they all work differently. And they never once told you, Hey, the balls are going to start doing different stuff in the tutorial. They just stood there and you knocked them in. They just told you like, you knock these balls into the holes, but you find out like the yellow guys are afraid of you. So you need to do like a long shot on them. The gray guys, I'm still not quite sure how they work. There's something like you can't hit them unless they're standing up and they're constantly grunting and they'll like, they're like really hard to hit or something like that. And when you do hit them like that, they cause an explosion, which knocks other balls around. Like there's kind of a lot of weird scenarios. And I really wish it just before each, each stage said, here's the new one we're introducing for this one. This is what that one does. Cause I already have enough things to deal about. I need to worry about the shot count and the, you know, the time limit and blah, 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 as opposed to like figuring it out. So I, I'm kind of wrestling with it right now. I, I'm still pretty early. So maybe kind of once I get a, a bit more of a, a, a gra- like a, a grab on, on like a strong basis, maybe it'll go there. But anyway, that's pool panic. <clears throat> cool. And then the game I've been playing most this week is Hitman two. Yeah. Um, or Hitman 2018 that hitman 2 not hitman yeah. 2 um and uh i'm i'm enjoying myself quite a bit did either of you guys play the last hitman game a no. lot of it yeah okay so um this is it, pretty much the exact same game as that one but with new stages and so i guess i should step back i didn't play that game at all oh okay so a lot of what i'm getting is like I'm, I'm having to research what's different and stuff. And I have a friend who was crazy into it. I'm asking him, what's the difference? 
and like mechanically nothing really it's just new stages new items and uh what are some of the other things you said mirrors work so enemies can see you in the mirror okay um cool uh and and it's a lot of like um it's a lot of refinement so you'll get like picture in picture modes when you set up uh, an assassination instead of having to watch it you can walk away and then you'll get a picture in picture of that assassination going off okay cool so it's a lot of just like you know quality of life things it sounds like um Mm -hmm. what's really cool though is it seems like i'm like the perfect person for this you are because yep because you get the first they've given you all you get the first game inside of the second game and a part and like pause for a second you might be thinking to yourself oh that probably just means when you buy hitman 2 you get like a download code for hitman 1 it actually goes further than that Mm that it's it is built into the ui when you hit campaign on hitman 2 it gives you multiple options and one of them the first one is would you like to start the story from the beginning which is hitman 1 or your second option is would you like to start hitman 2's campaign so they have just like attached these games into one solid game they're not two separate things right and if you have um if you you can get like the legacy pack as well if you only bought two like say this is your first game you're like i don't know if i want the other levels so like i'm just going to spend the lower amount then you get that and then you if you like it you can just be like okay i'm gonna see what this other game's worth of content is like too and you'll get all those levels as well because it's like a true sequel in that this is continuing exactly where the other one left off story-wise essentially yeah the story i understand continues so i've kind of been jumping back and forth sure between the campaigns primarily playing two because my, my plan was oh i'll start at the beginning here we go and then after the paris stage which is like the first one after the tutorial stage yeah the tutorial stage is there's like two or three in there yeah um after that, I was like, you know, I don't want to, like, play through Hitman 1 and be like, all right, I got my fill of Hitman. And then not play, like, the new one that I should be playing right now in 2018. Sure. Um. So then I kind of switched over and have been playing 2. Because I honestly don't care too much about the story. It It's not a it's not a big deal. Um. It definitely seems like the stages are are like the draw. It's I mean, Age of 47 is funny. But it's you want to just like move around these weird areas and and, and cover anything. And one comparison I was actually coming to pretty early on, which is really helping me kind of click with this game, is all my time with Assassin's Creed Origins. I I would talk often about how I enjoyed the Stronghold missions where you would just go to like a huge area and stealth around and take out every single person until you did your objective. And And I spent a lot of time doing that. Those are some of my favorite parts of Origins. And this is kind of that, you know, but like way more in depth. Um, And then what's really helping me, and I understand this was in the last Hitman one, but the last Hitman one was the one that introduced it, is they will straight up say like, instead of just here's the assassination target, figure out how to go through and take them out. They will like guide you along and be like, hey, here and in, in, in Hitman, in Hitman one, they were called um like opportunities, I think. In Hitman 2, they're called story missions, I believe. And you basically just say, I want to follow along this story mission. And it'll say like, all right, you need to go over here and get this poison. You need to go over here and get this guy's um, disguise. You need to go into this area and listen to this conversation. You need to go get over to this drink, poison this thing. And then you can watch it play out. 
So it is pretty handholdy, but I'm really liking that because otherwise I would kind of feel a little overwhelmed because these stages are huge. They're dense. They like the one I'm currently on, which is um uh I think it's Mumbai. There there are there are seven story towers all throughout it. Like there are seven levels to this whole like uh slums area. Like they are huge and dense and a lot goes on. So I really like having these objective markers of like, all right, you need to figure out how to get into here now. Cause I, there's still a lot of problem solving I need to do. Um, but it's at least guiding me well. And you can also completely turn these off if you want just like you know, uh, like a true free, free roam experience, which I could understand some people definitely would prefer if they sure. want it to be kind of more open-ended. Um, uh, and then, um, the other thing I was going to say is I'm, I'm encountering a, like a lot of bugs, which is kind of annoying. Um, and, it, and it's annoying for two reasons. The first one is obviously bugs are just irritating and, and it'll be things like I should be able to interact with this object and I need to for this story mission to progress, but it like won't let me read, you know, the, the flyer or whatever I need to. So I have to like re uh, <clears throat> like restart uh, not the whole mission, but kind of go back uh, several steps, um, which is actually side note. Another right thing is you can just save scum your way through this. And I absolutely love doing that. Okay. Uh, anytime I kind of pass like a, like a milestone, I'll make a save there. And then if I kind of like, you know, screw something up, I can like revert to that save, um, which really takes a lot of the stress out of like, winging it because there can definitely be times where it was like you were just you were trying to do your move and you didn't see that someone around the corner or down the hall was watching you and it's like oh crap that just ruined my entire like run of this so i love that you can save scum and it auto saves like every three minutes so even if you Mm -hmm. forget to save it's got your back which again i super love and if that's something you don't want to engage with you don't have to so i love that that option is there you kind of you can do it however you want it to um and then so th- so yeah so I'm com- encountering some bugs where he like won't interact with stuff. There's weird ones where he'll just kind of walk around a little bit on his own, which is odd. Um, and then the biggest bug is like just things not triggering and then having to restart the stage. I've also heard sure. people um, are having the game crash for them. I haven't encountered that at all, so that's I've been okay there. Um, that's good. But the, it's a it, you know it's a funny game, and I know these these uh, games are typically like very tongue in cheek in what 47 will get up to. Sure. Um, I'll share a few examples, some highlights I've enjoyed doing with 47. Uh, I had to disguise myself as a hippie because this hippie wanted to, or this hippie was working for the drug Lord in Columbia. Uh, the drug Lord is, is fashioning super cocaine. Um, so the hippie was working with the drug Lord and his mission was to bring in this toy school bus full of super cocaine because he was helping smuggle it into the area. But the hippie broke the toy school bus. So anyways, you need to get the hi- you need to knock the hippie out and get his costume. Then you need to find some glue and fix the souvenir bus. Then you can go into the like the tunnels, the drug tunnels and present the the super cocaine leader his toy school bus full of cocaine and he immediately just like smashes it and starts snorting it to make sure it's good, but you've poisoned it. Um so he starts going over to the side and like vomiting and then you can just like push him over the edge down this like endless well. That one was pretty good. Um, having 47 dress up as a shaman. Okay. Because the construction site, they found human remains there and they're worried it's cursed. 
And so someone needs a shaman to come in to bless the site and make it good. So as for, so 47 has to dress up as a shaman, go to the site and do a whole ritual dance and then be like, the area is now cleansed. Great. And then I dropped a crate on the woman when she was checking things out. Uh, I, I kind of love just like his like straight facedness when he'll be put into these weird scenarios or dressing up. There's a really great one um, where you you're at a racetrack and you can you can get a flamingo mascot suit. Great. Um, and OK. Then and then you're walking around as a big flamingo. And I understand I haven't done this. but My friend was telling me that apparently when you've done your mission and you're going to the exit, if you go to the helipad 40 and you're in the mascot suit. Apparently 47 will just fly away as a flamingo. Okay. <laughs> sounds about right. This, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's pretty great. And again, like I said, it's it's pretty great that you get both these games in there. And so I'm enjoying myself quite a bit. This is like my first Hitman game that I'm really trying to. And I was uh, I was going into that with that intention because I know I missed the last one. People were raving about the last one. And I was like, all right, number with two out. I, want, I really want to give it a college try. And I am I'm quite uh, pleasantly surprised with it. Have they started um, elusive targets yet? <clears throat> that starts this weekend. I understand that'll be my first elusive target. It'll be okay. Sean Bean. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good trailer if you hadn't seen it before, because he's he's very like knowing that he's like the prince of death. Yeah. Or I think he calls himself at one point or something like that. Um, or it's like a, it's like a talent, he says, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to giving that a try and, and seeing what those are all about. Have you tried the multiplayer modes yet at all? The sniper challenge I, or the I, other one? Neither of them yet. I okay. haven't. Which so I understand it has the has like a head to head ghost mode. Yeah. Where you can kind of see a ghost of the opponent in the same stage. That one sounds extremely stressful because they put time limits on once somebody's like made a significant move and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm almost like, I don't even know if I want to do that because I'm really just like, you know, I'm safe scumming all the time. I'm playing real cautiously. Like I'm definitely going at my own pace and I like that. Sure. But I, I'm sure I'll give the multiplayer a try with my friend who's an ace hitman player and just get my ass handed to me sooner or later. Sure. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's Hitman 2, the, the Hitman that came out in uh, 2018. And that's all I've been playing. Um, oh. So why don't we go on to some news? Hell yeah, man. <clears throat> um, all right, big one that happened just, just announced today is that Sony is not coming to E3 next year. Sure. I'm Which yep. will be not surprised, honestly. Me neither. I, yeah. They have a good reason. I'm surprised because this is the first E3 in in like the, I think it's like the 24 or 25 years of E3 that Sony has not been there. They have been to every single one. Yeah. Um. And I and they basically just I think they came out and said like we don't have anything to show. Uh, we don't have like enough to show. We don't want to get people to come all the way to LA to see our games and then just be disappointed in us. And I think that's totally valid. Sure. It's just surprising to hear them be so upfront about it. True. But I mean, but but on the other hand, like if they tried to scramble together what they could, it would just be like bad press for them. And the last thing they want to hear is like Sony lost this E3 as yeah. stupid as those always are. Everyone always like compares them. Right. Anyway. Yeah. You could have another BlizzCon tragedy, too, where you just show something you think is neat, but it's not enough and people get shitty about it. Like there's a whole bunch of reasons. Frankly, I don't think any of these companies should be doing it anymore. I like the Nintendo direct route of when we have something cool to show you, we'll do it on our terms, but that's me. So 
No, I agree with you. I think you're I think right. I think Jason Schreier had a pretty good point where he's like, we don't need another Death Stranding trailer. Right. Which they would have obviously released another one because that's yep. something they could have done. Um, I I like the Nintendo Direct style, but I also enjoy kind of like the Christmas of, of video game goodies we get uh, during E3. I, I look forward to that each year, all, all the big exciting news, and I enjoy watching the press conferences. Um, <clears throat> I mean, even if Sony wanted to switch to a you know a, like a video like nintendo does during e3 I, I i still hold something dear in my heart of kind of all the big news dropping in that week and getting excited to see the and watching the press conferences and following along with that kind of stuff personally someone brought mm-hmm. up a good point when i was reading about this before uh the past two or three e3s everything's kind of been spoiled in advance so at this point why even bother sure sure yeah. That's a good point. I mean, that just kind of sucks that that's happening. It's not like that's their choice. Yeah. Um, but the big surprise is, like, even when things do get spoiled, the ones that don't are still, like, really exciting. And, like, oh, my God, they actually, they're doing it or whatever. That also makes me wonder, though, like, since they've basically admitted, yeah, we don't have anything good to show or not enough to show, does that mean this is ramping up for PS5 in 2020? That, I I understand. Uh, again, this was a tweet from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. He said he has heard from many, many developers that PS5 is 2020. Mm. So. That makes me think, though, about like next year, like what does holiday 2019 look like for Sony? What's it look like for anyone aside from the Switch, really? Because I'd say Xbox going to try to drop around <clears throat> the same time, too. I just mean like from like a games lineup, like isn't isn't this Sony kind of showing their hand and being like, we're not going to have a lot out for next next year, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, like, I mean, I, I I want to look forward to be able to use my PS4, but it doesn't sound like there's any, anything big coming out, really. <clears throat> so I don't know. They'll have Last of Us 2. Is that supposed to be next year? Yeah. Probably, right? Yes. I don't think they have a release date. Along with that game that Sucker Punch is working on. Which one's that? The sword fighting one. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, right now it says June 11th for Last of Us 2. I don't know if that's confirmed. I think that's just a placeholder. And then who knows if Death Stranding is ever going to come out. Um, But apart from like those three, I'm trying to think... Because those those were the three from the last press conference, right? With Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nothing Go- really else. Ghost has, doesn't has... have a release date at all yet that I can see. And God knows what Death Stranding's happening. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I mean, at the same time, at the moment, I don't know what to um, get excited for for Xbox. Uh, I know uh, Crackdown Three next Crackdown year. Crackdown is very early and next year, and that's it. Well, there's Gears 5. Yeah. Gears 5. And then there's Halo Infinite, which who knows when that's coming. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Microsoft keeps buying studios, so they could have games on their way. Uh, who I I don't know what to think about with Sony. And then who knows with, with Nintendo, they're just kind of always there putting out sequels. They're, so, I mean, they're doing sure their thing. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Weird times. Uh, continuing along. Oh, the Game Award nominees have come out. They have. And Paul, I think I saw you like posting about it in the chat, getting some some voters in. 
yeah, so I'm doing the predictions thing again. So I put all of those stupid, stupid categories into an easy to use Google form where you just have to click. Should we uh, should we do our usual do it on the air for the three of us and then we'll come back to it in a few weeks? Sure. Yep. We can do that. Let me grab. I mean, we don't have to if like, I mean, don't sound too excited. I'm just, (laughs) are you guys interested in doing that? I mean, we could, but I don't want to write all this shit down. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) where I'm at because there's 30 categories. There's five nominees for each category. Wow. (laughs) We can like run through it, though. It's not a huge deal. It's up to you. Okay. Should we look, I think we should at least run through it. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely run through it. Okay. okay. So, your 2018 Game Awards nominees and all that shit. Uh, they do it backwards on their site because the most important thing that they want you to vote well, you on could just, is you on could the just top. Hit, we, go to the bottom and let's just go backwards. Well, I mean, I have my sheet open that I put together already. So, Oh, I see. Okay. Content right, creator right. of the year is uh i mean oh you are going through it from bottom to top okay yeah 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 so content creator of the year we got dr lupo myth ninja pokimane and willy rex and i think it's unanimously going to be ninja Ninja. like that's the only person i've heard of i've heard of Although all pokimane of them except does for sound like the word pokemon so i've kind of heard of that one po- i don't think she does a lot of pokemon stuff anymore she's a lot of irl stuff anyways Okay. Uh, best esports moment: C9 or Cloud9's comeback win in triple overtime versus Phase and E League. Uh, G2 beating RNG and LOL Worlds. KT versus IG Base Race LOL Worlds again. OG's massive upset of LGD in the Dota 2 finals and Sonic Fox side switch against Go One in DBZ mm-hmm. at Evo. That's the only one I know of. Besides the Cloud9 That's one, the only so one I know. Of, I'm gonna say so. Cloud9's. Triple mm. overtime. Uh, best esports host. We got Alice Golden Boy Mendez. Oh God, I have no idea. Who Alex Machine Richardson, Anders Bloom, FYA Shocks Deportere, or something like that. Paul Redeye Shaloner. Shaloner. Yeah, not sure. I'm gonna go with Anders Bloom. He's the only one without a nickname. There Gold is Golden Boy. There is actually more, um, a more obscure thing coming up. So just you wait. Best esports event: E League Major Boston 2018, Evo 2018, League of Legends World Championship, Overwatch League Grand Finals, and the International 2018. Best. How do you e- compare these? Like what? Yeah, Best esports coach. <laughs> Here we go. Best sports coach. Best esports coach. Here we go. Bach Reaper oh Hangu for Cloud9. Christian Papasarel Bassano Banasano for OG. Danny Zonic Sorensen for Astralis. Dylan Falco for Fnatic. Jacob Yamato Cannon Mebdi for Team Vitality. And Janko YNK Paunovic for MIBR, which I believe is Made in Brazil, is the team name for CSGO. Uh, best esports team: Astralis oh for CS:GO, Cloud9 for League of Legends, Fnatic for League of Legends, mm-hmm. London Spitfire for Overwatch League, and OG for Dota 2. Best esports player presented by Omen by. How HP. do you compare those teams? Like, what do you 
Like, what what are you even like basing this on? Hype, hype and recognition. <laughs> so they're so just so what's who's most popular? I guess yeah. But it's different across sports. Their blurb is the esports team judged to be the most outstanding for performance in 2018, inclusive of multi team organizations. So whatever that says <laughs> is the answer. Yeah. There's a heavy esports uh, emphasis this year. Yep. Yeah, because esports is the future. Esports is big, man. Best esports player presented by Omen by HP. So our first Great. sponsored uh, category here. Nominees are Dominic Sonic Fox McLean, McLean or McLean, whichever for Echo Fox, Hajime Tokaido Taniguchi for Echo Fox, Jian Uzi. Zihao. Is it Zihao or Zichao? I can't remember Zihau. how to pronounce it. Uh, Royal, Royal Never Give Up. <laughs> so what never, is that? Why yeah. is that there? Yeah, That's I don't know. Team. That's their team, but like I don't know who that is at oh. all. Okay. Alexander, Alexander Simple Koistiliev for Navi and Sunghyung Jejonak Jon- Bang for New York Excelsior. Uh, best esports game. Okay. This is an easy one, finally. CSGO, Dota, Fortnite, League of Legends, or Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. What is this based on? For the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of the genre or platform. you goddamn right. So, Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know. Does Fortnite yeah. have a big tournament? Uh, yeah. they did a okay. thing. Yeah, <clears throat> they did a thing. Is it on this list of best esports events? No. Uh, let me see. Well, what is E League Major Boston 2018? Any idea what that was? As the Electronic League in Boston. Okay. But these other ones, I can tell what game it. I know what game it's for. I I just don't know what E League is. I think it it's is things. CSGO. So We're Overwatch not. doesn't even have a best possible esports event. How can that be the best esports game? You make a good point. So I don't know. Best debut indie game. Uh, All right. Now some video games. Here we go. Donut County. Florence. That game's awesome. That's a good game, too. Moss. I played all of these. I'm patting myself on the back. The Messenger. Hell yeah. And Yoku's Island Express. So yeah. Wow. I don't even. What do you, I want to start like picking, pick, making picks. What do you guys pick? Uh, these are all. This is good. so hard. I, mean, I want to go with just... Messenger because it's the one I enjoy the most. Yeah. Oh my God. These are, these are all so different. I like Yoku's Island a lot. I also really like Donut County and Moss. Florence is cool. The Messenger was great too. I think I, in my heart, it's Yoku. There's no way it wins. Yeah, it um, my, it's in my heart. Yeah, I'm with you on it. I don't. It's think a, it's it, a, it's an honor to be nominated. I don't think it wins either, but I'm with you on it. Best student game. So this is a game created, a student project created for like a class or whatever. Yeah, it says high school or college level. Yeah, so Combat 2018 by Inland Norway University of Applied Sciences in Norway. Dash Kazar Quasar Quasar from Quasar from Quasar. University uh, UC Santa Cruz. 
Jera from Digipen Bil- Bilbao in Spain, LIFF or LIF from ISART Digital France, and RE Charge or Regarding Charge, depending how they want you to say it, by MIT. I have no idea what these are, but LIF looks cool from this one screenshot. I like MIT, so I'm just going to go with that one myself. Okay. Neither, neither of those pictures loaded for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jera and Combat 2018. So I say Combat 2018. This next category, I don't, this is going to be a hard one, and there's some weird choices in here. Mm. For best multiplayer game? Yeah. Yeah. So. We got Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken. I don't know if it's like specific to... I guess it must be specific to it that because Destiny be. 2 came out last year. Yep. Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. I don't think Sea of Thieves should be in there. I'm surprised. I mean, but the thing um, is, is that if you're not playing at multiplayer, what the fuck are you doing in that game? But still, I just like, I don't... Yeah. I don't think it's like that amazing of a of like a game period. It doesn't matter how many people you're playing with. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Monster Hunter World is in there. I guess good for Monster Hunter World. I'm not. It's probably the best game of the year. Mm. That's not at all surprising, okay. but Fortnite's the winner. Yeah, you think yeah, Fortnite probably just takes it, right? Yeah. Specifically cuz it's free to play and it can run on basically anything including a phone if you have a new ish phone anyway. This next category is always stupid. Best sports racing game. Yep. So best sports FIFA, racing. FIFA, Horizon 4, mm-hmm. Mario Tennis, NBA, and uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, which I'm shocked is even on this list. I'm going to say Forza Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4 definitely wins this one. I think so. It'll, anyway. be, it'll be NBA. <clears throat> you think so? Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you got it. <laughs> I feel like a racing game wins this category every single year. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, best strategy game. The Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. Damn. Wow. I mean, I'm giving it to Into the Breach. Yeah, me I too. Into the Breach as well. Yep. Best family game. Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, or Super Mario Party? Probably tennis. I have no idea how this one goes. Yeah, me neither. I have no I have idea. Ab- I have no idea. I mean, I want it to be overcooked too. Yeah. Like, I want that to happen. I don't I don't know if that happens. I have no idea how this one will go. Mm. Which one do you think like de- like definitely like, gets the worst votes? Like, which one is in fifth place here? Starlink. Really? I was gonna say Labo. I was gonna say Labo too. Even though maybe it should be Super Mario Party, but I don't. Uh, but then I, I don't know. I haven't played Super La- Mario Party. Labo is the only single player game. Well, I guess Starlink as well. Labo and Starlink are the only single player games on the list. Well, I feel like Labo. I feel like when if you're playing with Labo and there's someone beside you, it is a it is multiplayer. Like it's just now it's multiplayer because of how like physical See, it is. I'm looking at it as this is best family game and parents buy Labo for their kid and help them build it and have a nice touching experience. Sure. And all that happy horse shit that happens. 
So that's why I think it could. But then again, Mario be. Tennis Aces, you buy that for your son and then you school them because they can't play <laughs> Mario Tennis for shit. Right. This five-year-old don't know shit about tennis. And you're like, yo, step to the big dog, son. I'm going to say Mario Party. Papa's going to teach you a thing or two. I think maybe Mario Party. Who knows? Really? Mario? I don't think Mario Party takes that. No, maybe not. I don't fucking care. Best I fighting have, I game. honestly have no idea. Yeah, I... Okay. I'm not a family, so I don't care about that one at all. Uh, this one only has four. This one does only have four, and one of them actually has only four fighting games, games come out this year. Uh, so best does fighting Lethal game. Lethal League Blaze count? No. Okay. I wish it did, <laughs> but it does not. Uh, best fighting game: Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter Five Arcade. Dragon Ball takes it handedly. Yeah, I think Dragon Ball easily takes yeah. it. I, I didn't. I was. I didn't know a uh, Street Fighter Five version came out this year. Yep, that's news to me. That's yep. when they announced Cody as mayor of Metro City and all that jazz. Yep. Okay. I I believe you. Uh, best RPG role playing game: Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom. Octopath Traveler and Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. I think Pillars of Eternity 2 being on there is a huge pipe dream with these other guys. That's kind of a niche title compared to the others. With Monster Hunter counting as an RPG, that's probably going to take it. Otherwise, I would have said I think, that's what I, I think Dragon too. Quest. I would have said Dragon Quest. Those were the two I was I was looking at, but I think Monster Hunter probably does take it. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, action slash adventure game. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War. What is this category? Okay, it's just every game basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like it's it's basically like the game of the year category again. Pretty much. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I think Red, Red Dead, Dead is going to take any category it's in. Yeah. I think Spider-Man. I think that's just how that's going to happen. I don't think, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that, but I think any category Red Dead shows up in, it'll just win that one. All right. I think Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, best action game. What? Is, what? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. What are the differences between these? Right? This doesn't have any this adventure one, okay. in it. So this one. This is for best game. Best mm-hmm. game in the action genre focused on combat. Yep. So the other one. The surprising thing is there are no game. there are no repeats on both lists. These are different games. These are completely different. It's, yep. It's because action adventure is combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So these other ones can't have traversal or puzzle solving mechanics. Right. Which is insane when you see some of them. <laughs> uh, Call of no Duty Black thinking Ops on this list. Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, wow. Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. <laughs> no what thinking in Mega Cells. Man. I, I can't see Dead Cells taking this category ever, but I'm, it, is, it is happy to be nominated. I, I, think it's I, I would, I would love to see Dead Cells win, but yeah, I think yeah. it's probably, uh, probably going to be sa- Black Ops. I'm saying Black Ops. It's probably Black Ops. What, 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 okay, which one do you think comes in fifth? In fifth? Probably Mega Man. I don't think people and which one do you think, think of Mega Man as action. I was gonna say probably Far Cry for fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either Far Cry or Mega Man are my or what I'm leaning towards. Paul, what's your fourth? Who do you think? What, who do you think comes in fourth? Dead Cells, 
then Destiny, then Far Cry, then Call of Duty, probably. Wow, so you thought Far Cry was second place. All right. Huh. Yeah, I definitely think it's a shooter. And I don't... I mean, so is Call of Duty. No, I mean the the, the top of these, I think, is a shooter. Like, no matter what, like a first-person shooter. So Call of Duty, number one, Far Cry 2, and Destiny 3, I think, are the top three. Oh, I see. That people okay. will choose in that order. <clears throat> but they're kind of interchangeable. You put Destiny for me. is two there? No, I put Destiny as three. Uh, I th- I think Destiny should be over Far Cry. But anyways, but we're all we all think Black Ops gets number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, best VR slash AR game. So we got Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. I don't think any of these are AR games. Um, <laughs> I think Beat Saber wins it handily. Probably mm. everyone was going crazy for Beat Saber when that guy when that came out. Yeah, yeah. I'd love I'd hearing... love for Tetris Effect to win, but probably not. I I'm hearing amazing amazing things about Astrobot, but I do not think it hit mainstream anywhere. I don't think any of these hit mainstream like Beat Saber did. Best mobile game: Donut County, Florence. Fortnite. What is this? Ca- this category is ridiculous. <laughs> this category is absolutely ridiculous. PUBG Mobile and Reigns Game of Thrones. Fortnite takes it. I'm going to say Donut County. I think that I think Donut County deserves this one. It is it is. Oh, it's insane putting Fortnite and PUBG on here. It makes it's fair. It's totally fair. Reigns, there's no Reigns comes in fifth in totally. my opinion. Mm, yeah, probably. I don't know. It has that Game of Thrones title on it though, so for search engine optimization on your app store, I think it it's already over Florence. I feel I feel like more people sure they'll they'll know Reigns, especially because it's the third Reigns game. Yeah, I think Florence deserves it much more than I haven't played the Game of Thrones Reigns. That's the problem like is that that's a different higher. argument. Florence is a very, very indie game. Yeah. I it is unfair putting Fortnite and PUBG on this list. That is that almost seems cruel. Um, but I'm I'm gonna hope out for Donut County. I'm saying PUBG Mobile because China is huge. I'm I'm saying Fortnite because Fortnite Fortnite will probably get it. It's one of those two. For like I'll actually be really, really surprised if it's neither of them. And it is like Florence. (laughs) I'll be like, okay. That's weird, but yeah, all right. Uh, this next category is also bananas, like in terms of quality. Yeah, I'm just looking at something. Did we not already? I guess we didn't. Okay, this is best independent game. I feel it. I felt like we did this one already independent, but nope. Nope. We got Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdin, and The Messenger. Okay, I feel like from like a like a mathematical standpoint, yeah. Celeste is in the game of the year category. Yeah. Shouldn't that mean it wins this category too? In theory. Um I mean for me it wins anyway out of these. You think Celeste takes it? For me specifically, but I think it probably does anyway. This I think this is such a strong Yeah. category. Like everyone in here is so good. I personally think the messenger is the weakest one. But I know, uh, I, like you two, probably hold Messenger w- much higher than I do. Yeah, uh, out of these, it's probably the. 
I, I would love it's for probably Messer fourth. to win, but I'm leaning towards Dead Cells. Dead Cells did get a lot of press this year, for better or for worse reasons. It's also had a long amount of press. Like, longer than a lot of these, right? True. <clears throat> I don't think Return of the Oberdin went oh, mainstream in any way. Pipe dream. Um, yep. I think it's a good addition on here. Like, that's good to see, for sure. But I think that does get fifth. Yeah, I think so, um, too. These top three, though, I, I have no idea what I would pick. And like, I'm yeah, I think it's one of the top three. I think it's actually in order besides Return of the Obert and, and Messenger would be switched. I think it's Celeste, Dead Cells. I think you're right. The breach. I might I might personally put Dead Cells higher than Celeste. Uh, but I think the fact that Celeste is in the game of the year category kind of means people really like it. Sure. Uh, games for impact. This one's always been a little interesting to me. Uh, yep. These are thought provoking games with a profound pro social meaning or message. Uh, 11, 11 memories retold Celeste Florence life is strange Two, episode one and the missing JJ Macfield and the Island of memories. I'm just so happy to see sweary. Like that's just great. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just it just warms my heart that out there Swery has a big smile on his face because this game's up there. Totally. I think Celeste uh, wins but it. But I think I think these bottom two, there's no way either of them take it. The bottom one for me personally is the winner by far, but I think Celeste is the actual winner. I think Celeste will take it. I know nothing about eleven eleven. So I, I don't know about that one. But I do think Celeste takes it. I think life is strange. Okay. Hey, that's thank you, and that's great, John. And I know you didn't even play it, but there's no <laughs> way it takes it. No, because well, here's the thing: like Life is Strange won awards last year, didn't it? For season one, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, or so two like, years ago. So it's established, ago. and like yeah. Celeste has like an impactful story, but you have to go through a lot of bullshit to get to, and I feel like that's gonna hold it back. Sure. You sweet innocent boy. Okay, Jesus, John. <laughs> I don't I don't think it takes it, but well, moving on, I would love it to. I like that game. <laughs> Best performance uh, awarded what? to an individual oh, okay. individual for voice over acting motion and or performance capture. So any or all three we got Brian. Desch oh, wow. This is a strong category. Brian Deschart as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War. Melisanthe. Melisanthi Mahut Mahut from uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey as Cassandra, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption Two, and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker from Spider Man. Hmm, I really want Tilk to take it, but I have a feeling it's probably going to be. Wait, you want who to take it? Uh, Christopher Judge. He used to be Tilk on Stargate. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. I, it's probably yeah, going to be Connor Detroit Become Human because a lot of people have attached themselves to that character, surprisingly. Oh, really? I was going to say I, I haven't heard much about that. I thought it was going to be either Spider-Man or Arthur Morgan from Red Dead. I think Spider-Man's probably going to be pretty high up, too. So, yeah, Connor's the one I know the least about. I thought Kratos was great. I haven't played Odyssey, but I, everyone is loving the performance of Cassandra from Odyssey. And then those other two at the bottom, I think, are very strong. It's a really strong list in general, honestly. It's super strong, yeah. 
But if you had to pick one, you're so John, you're going Kratos? No, I'm going uh Detroit Connor. I mean, for what it's worth, even though I played Connor as an asshole, it was a really good performance. <laughs> like actually, it was quite good. Is that your choice as well then? No, my choice is easily Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. I haven't played enough of uh, the story missions in Red Dead to. Oh god, it's so good though. I'm I'm gonna give it to Spider Man just because I enjoyed that character so much. Yeah, and we'll all be wrong when it's Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So that's mm-hmm. fine. I I hear it's really good. I hear it's real good. Best audio design presented by Dolby. So this is for in-game audio and oh, sound god. design. We got Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. And I mean, it's probably Red Dead Redemption 2. Probably. Spider-Man at least had that cool thing where, like, if you were, like, swinging around or standing still, your, like, dialogue changed accordingly. So I kind of like that. Yep. It's probably Red Dead. I would love it to be Spider-Man. Like, when the music swells, when you're, like, swinging fast and stuff, that's so great. Yep. That's actually a different thing than our next category called Best Score Slash Music Presented by Spotify. So. I, well, I don't know if that's a different thing because the 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 fact that of like when things are kicking in, that would be the audio design, which is what I was uh, getting at. I guess. But if the uh, if the music was just like cleaning pans, it wouldn't have any effect. Hmm. Sure. sure. It's actually well, no, it, it, it would have an effect because you wouldn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, just like how they changed the Resident Evil basement music, making me never mm-hmm. want to play that version of it. Best score slash music presented by Spotify. We have Celeste, God of War, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption 2. You you missed Spider-Man. You're right, I did. Was Spider-Man on there? Oh, I must yeah, have. Yeah, third Spider-Man's okay. on there. Yeah. Number three. <clears throat> I'm not looking at your um, list. Oh, yeah. On the site, it has Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Cooney, Octopath, Red Dead. All right. Spider-Man. Then, and... Yeah, the other stuff. I haven't heard Nino Cooney 2's or Octopath Traveler. I haven't heard Nino... Yeah. Uh, I ha- I only heard the demos for Octopath Traveler. A lot of these aren't sticking out to me. The only one that's I have any kind of remembrance for is the Celeste one. Yep. Um, so I'll give it to Celeste, um, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure the other ones were also great. They, I just don't remember them at the t- moment. I'm going to give it to Celeste as well. Yeah, Celeste. It's, it's It'll also probably the be Red Dead, but Celeste. I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Celeste takes it no. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, best Art Direction. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of the Oberdin. See, this one, oh, man. I might give to Octopath. <laughs> this is a hard one, too. I think I would give it to God of War. All right. That's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably go God of War as well on this one. Okay. That was good. Best narrative. This is outstanding storytelling and narrative development in game. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Can I just say how funny it is to see a David Cage game in this list? 
I'm I'm actually surprised, David, that uh, Detroit is in there. It's From fucking all ridiculous. the stuff I have heard. Yeah, that it is so like stupid. Best narrative, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it might win it too, depending on what the audience is like. No, there's no, <laughs> no way. It's, there's it's, no it's way. God of War or Red Dead. I think it is also God of War or Red Dead. Um, I can't talk enough about Red Dead's. I'm not far enough, I, so I'll, I'll just say God of War. I'm going to say God of War. takes it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this next one's interesting. Best game direction. I don't know what this means, so I'm going to read it. Awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. It's a wide net. I st- yeah, well, I, I still don't quite understand what that means. The first two I can kind of see. So they have A Way Out and Detroit Become Human. Yeah. And those are kind of unique in how they're telling their story, especially A Way Out. But then they have God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2, which those seem like pretty typical third-person action adventures. But God games. of War changed its gameplay drastically from the previous mm-hmm. game, so I could argue that it deserves to be here because it's so different. Sure. It's, it's different from the last God of War, yeah. but not from like other action adventure games. Oh no, I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna win. I'm just saying, like it's So that's why I'm just kinda I mean, maybe maybe the argument with Red Dead is kind of like a pacing thing. The argument with Spider Man is probably know. like the motion of web slinging and stuff like that feels a lot more fluid than it has in previous Spider Man games. Okay, yeah. Maybe yeah, I could I, maybe that's the argument, sure. Okay. I'm going to say a way out because I want that guy to come back on stage. And I think that's <laughs> I do well. too. I didn't want to say it, but you're uh, right. I don't think a way out wins this one. Uh, I, th- I'm, I think John actually had a really good point. I'm going to go Spider-Man. All right. Well, here we go. Best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. And Fortnite takes this one. I mean, probably. Probably. This is this is like a weird category. Like, I'm glad that there's games not from 2018 in here. Because if there weren't, that would that would be that would make this category weird. Um But like, why isn't like dota or league in here like those games are immensely popular and they clearly have ongoing support they don't evolve enough they just kind of refine i'm gonna say rainbow six siege because i want it to win not because there's I think no it way that one gets it yeah you're right you and i were literally on this podcast like two weeks ago shitting on their halloween event yep i'm still saying it Oh, yeah, I think Fortnite takes it. I actually think Fortnite even deserves it. Like, they put on so many crazy events and, like, feedback from their community and stuff. Like, they, they go pretty yeah. whole hog into that stuff. And remember, this was a completely different game at first. Like, the main actual Fortnite mode was not what sold it. It was the side mode they just kind of did. Yep. Game of the year. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. I think it's amazing that Celeste is on this list. It's actually kind of uh, weird that it's on this list, considering what I, else I was going to say. I think this is the farthest Celeste will make it. it. It is it is an honor that it has made it this far, but it makes it no further. 
I think Red Dead will take I'm going to differ from you and say God of War, just because casting a net. So you're, you're, so you're just trying to be different, but like, come on. Like, well, I don't wink, like Red wink, Dead. Wink. So, okay. why would I like yeah. think it that's should fair win? That you, that's fair that you don't like it. I don't like it either, but I know it's going to win. All right. So we'll put it down. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying Red Dead is my game of the year. I'm just saying I think it I think it gets it. I mean my game of the year out of these is Monster Hunter, but I think God of War has a chance because of all the talk it got. I heard more talk about God of War earlier in the year than I've heard about Red Dead Redemption around this time. So that's what I'm kind of basing it on. That makes I think that the makes only sense three that have it's a it's shot. so recent, so it's fresh in voters' minds. That's why I'm thinking. There's yeah, there's also that's that. probably and, and the 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 hype for it was so much bigger and longer. Yeah. Um I think the only three that have a shot are God of War, Spider-Man, and, and Red Dead 2. Probably. I would say yeah. I would say Odyssey probably has a chance, but... Like, okay. I don't think so. Maybe? But okay. Yeah. That's like, if I had to pick four, that's the fourth one, but I don't think it's the top three. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that's the Game Awards. Paul, uh, you were going to... Do you want to talk about streaming it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is happening. Sorry, I just forgot. December so yeah, 6th. Yeah, obviously because the uh the yeah, the nominees are out, they've announced when the game awards are happening and I I totally interrupted you. Please repeat yourself. Yeah, no. Uh so first things first, they haven't officially said they're allowing restreaming. So based on the idea that they will, like they have in the past, uh I will be Doing the same thing did last year with whoever wants to hang out, basically. I, I would I would love to hang out. I think I did last year as well. The reason why I didn't make this a TDP thing is because I didn't want to force anybody to feel like they have to be there if they're busy. Because, like, it's the fucking middle of the night, basically. And I don't Wait, remember it's how not long at the it same time. Isn't it wasn't it usually around like this time? It starts at uh, 630 my time or your time one of the two okay i hope it's my time yeah it, but anyway it's probably your time it starts at 6 30 and i think goes to nine or whatever okay. yeah that's Usually not about too late that's yeah so. no i mean like yeah i don't know so i'll be doing that and whoever is around is around and all that sort of stuff i think uh i don't think he's in the chat but homer will probably be there again and whoever uh yeah that should be interesting and that is also when I'll be going through the responses from the predictions because the nice thing about Google is that when you have a bunch of responses filled out, they do little pie graphs to show the percentage of what people thought. So yeah, always fun. All right. Continuing it on. Uh, it was rumored last week that PUBG was coming to PS4. It's confirmed. So that is happening. I believe it is coming mid December. It comes out the same day as smash brothers. Great. December 7th. (laughs) Okay. I mean, those are like, I mean, those are two different consoles. It's not like they're going to eat each other's lunch. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, it just seems funny because all the marketing that Smash has gotten. Sure. Uh, and then last thing, uh, XO18 happened last weekend, which was Microsoft's, uh, I guess they're some going to be annual event going forward now. Um, not a lot of big news came out of that. Uh, the one kind of new thing is that they announced mouse and keyboard support for a handful of their games, or, or I should say on the Xbox that has gone live, it went live during this week. I think there's 14 or 14 or 15 games that have mouse and keyboard support. 
Um, and of course, this uh, reset error thing doesn't work. So <laughs> you can find that list online. Yeah, I believe it went live <laughs> yesterday. It was really recent. Huh. Yeah, I can't remember which games they were. I'm sure Fortnite is one of them. It is. PUBG has to be one of I them. I believe Overwatch is one as well. Sure. Uh, but that's kind of cool that they're focusing on that. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, all right. And that's it for news. Let's do some questions. Top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the discord channel and John's PO box are all great ways. I'll read this first one from conqueror who says, what are your top three cutscenes or cinematics for whatever reason? Uh, the end of metal gear solid three. That's a good one. I love it. That That's whole good one. last 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is. It's real good. All of Dante's scenes in Devil May Cry 4. I was going to say all the scenes from Asura's Wrath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, also, I can't remember if it's a cutscene or if you're still playing during it, but that one fight in Metal Gear Solid 4 where it does like a split screen. Yeah, you're fighting during that. You're Okay, so I guess that doesn't technically count i don't know it, it should count that's a cool moment the yep. final fight of the game yeah that's not the final fight of the game oh you're right yeah it's right before the final fight i don't believe it's right no it's definitely not because i didn't get super far in four and i played that part mm, i don't know they, which part you're talking it. about now <laughs> yeah because if they well, do it they do it multiple times because i'm thinking of the one at the end of the game me too. I think in this one, it's been so long. I think you're playing a snake, and I think Raiden's also there fighting, that, and they do a split oh. screen. That is the end of the game. Okay, well then that's not the one. I don't know what I'm even talking about. But anyways, that's cool that they do it multiple times, I guess. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'll take the next question here from Bixler. For most people, whenever somebody says, I've played this game, we assume they mean that they finished the game. But due to the story I mentioned earlier, I personally perceive the phase as, okay, you played it, but have you finished it? So, for you guys, whenever somebody says that they've played a certain game, do you assume they finished it? Or do you think they're saying they have played some of the game, but they haven't finished it? I assume some, because that's how my life works. Yep, I assume some, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he thinks the other way. Um... Because I feel like most people don't finish games. Yeah. True. All right. Next one from One Press LDP. Although it won't happen, do you think the Game Awards should be pushed back to January instead of December? There are still games that come out in December that are just ignored completely for any categories and they are snubbed the following years due to not being released during that current year. For example, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 seems to have been outright ignored completely due to coming out after the nominations for 2017 were picked and not at all picked for any category this year. Same will probably happen for the likes of Smash Ultimate since it's out the day after the game awards for 2018 and probably won't be considered for the 2019 awards since it's technically a 2018 game. Yo, I'm gonna be real, Nintendo just doesn't get much rep in the game awards period, so the fact that you thought Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was gonna be on there is insane. Sure. Smash might Um, make it on there next year, but like they're never gonna move it because it's like E3. It's just a yearly thing. So they consider the whole year, quote unquote. Like Dragon Ball Fighters, I, I like Dragon Ball Fighters came out in January, like the first week of January, pretty much. So, right. They're willing I don't to think go back put, that far. I don't think they will put Smash on next year's like awards. I think I think, I think Smash will be on a uh, family game. I think it'll be on the family list next year. Maybe. I, I just don't think they're going to pick a 2018 game. I don't know what their like rule criteria is. 
Um, I guess something like this hasn't really happened before where they've such a big title has come out so late. Yeah. So I guess maybe we'll find out. I think this can be brought into uh, not just game awards, but just kind of any game of the year stuff. Like, um, I know I yeah, my, myself personally, I follow Giant Bombs game of the year pretty closely and they record their talks and stuff in the first half of December. Um, and I don't know if it's like a, a thing about being like unfair or not, but I, I think a lot of the time is a lot of people take the second half of December as a, a holiday. Yeah. So there's that part of it. Yeah. Um, and then also dur- and, and then moving it all the way to January, you're then asking people to play through some of these late games, uh, you know, a substantial amount during a holiday, which that can be a big ask for people that work, you know, that are working and they want this as like a break break, especially if video games are their job, which we're pretty much talking about those kind of people. Right. Um, I don't know that that, that is a weird uh, scenario. Uh, I know I use uh, we do ours in January because I use the holiday break to play like yeah. as much games as I can because I finally have some like uninterrupted like real sit down time I can like binge some stuff so I look forward to that as opposed to doing it sooner. Sure. Um, but what do you guys think? Should they be pushing them back further? No. Nah. I mean, the Oscars do it in February. So the real reason they do it right before <clears throat> Christmas is because. They're showing what games are really good, so people will buy them for Christmas. Yeah, that's really why they do it. So, but I mean, there's so plenty of publications it. that have no incentive to do that. Like they're not getting any kind of kickback. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm, I think I'm thinking Giant Bomb. They have in no way are getting incentivized. Well, I'm, I'm saying specifically the Game mm-hmm. Awards. Right, but then, well, I mean, who's who's like funding that, like? It's not Walmart, right? And it's not any one specific game because it, you. It's then the they studios would, they themselves. Would, but if for the game, because then that studio would expect their game to be on some of the lists. I mean, for the show, if not the game of the year list. Mm. And and I can't see like any kind of news publication doing that, or I can't see it like an award ceremony taking that money if they want to re- remain credible. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Again, I, I go back to the Oscars. They do theirs in like February, right? Maybe that's kind of a, an ideal scenario. Why does it have to happen at the end of the year? I don't know. I feel like the Oscars also like have their Oscar season movies come out, what, around December? It's pretty much just kind of like November, December time for yeah. sure. And like hot game releases are usually like late October, most of November. So like... So we have a so, similar situation. But, but yeah, so if it's kind of similar, why couldn't Game Awards or Game of the Year stuff be pushed back easily then? I think for the reasons you said, the holidays. Uh, the, the Yeah, kind of the people running it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. All right, I got this next one from uh, VGC Kenny. Uh, because we are coming up on the 10th anniversary of the good game known as Sonic Unleashed... What is a game that you are willing to defend that gets a lot of flack? I don't mean what is a game that you like that isn't good. I mean, what is a game that a lot of people say is bad that you would tell them is actually good and they're wrong? I don't know if I would tell anyone they're wrong. You do that all the time, Sean. I don't. 
I don't know if I say I don't think I I disagree. <laughs> You're wrong, John. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, see. I didn't say that. I said I disagreed. Uh oh! <laughs> I have an obvious answer for me. Zelda Two is my favorite one, by far. So that okay. Bomberman X Zero, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Again, I I I usually ch- try to choose my words as like I disagree or agree to disagree. I don't think I would tell someone they're wrong. People can like whatever they want. That's not answering the question. What's the game that you I defend? Ha- I don't have an answer. <clears throat> okay, well, a, a game that gets a lot of flack, but I still think is good. Yeah. I can, de- okay, I would say Asura's Wrath, I can definitely see that, like, it is, the parts where you have to play it are the worst parts of that game, and mm. it's it was too expensive when it came out, so I can understand why someone would not give it the time of day. I I enjoy that game quite a bit, and I think the cutscenes are pretty good. Okay. Rasterman7 says, I'm going to swiftly snatch a question from Kenny and ask, what are some games that you know are bad in terms of mechanics? Story, art style, you name it, but you like playing it either way. <laughs> oh, wait, I think that's what I just answered. You're right. <laughs> oh, well, all right. So there's my answer for that one. I'm going to okay. reread this last one real quick. Okay. That I know is bad in terms of mechanics, story, art style, you name it, but you like playing it. I think another good answer for this one might be Nier, because that game looks pretty ugly. That game has a lot of issues that are kind of shitty, but man, you just there's something about it. It it makes up for them in a bunch of other ways, but it definitely has some lows for sure. Yeah. Mechanically, especially in the near automata, obviously. Yeah. And and the other near as well. (laughs) I have have no idea about the other near. What about you, John? Game that you know is bad, but you like it anyway. Trying to think of it. Uh, no, I don't know if I actually have an answer to that one. I think I've played too many bad games. They all kind of blend together now. <laughs> okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard question. Well, in that case, John, do you want to take this last question? Sure. Last one comes in from Michael saying, hey, guys, was just curious. Did you guys get sponsored by T-Mobile or something? Because there was like two <laughs> ads that played in the middle of the last podcast recording. At the beginning and in the middle. I don't really object to adverts, but it struck me as really odd, since speci- especially since you didn't joke about it or mention it in the actual show. Well, that's lucky because we're uh, about yeah, to talk about we that. Did. And it's just a, it's just a big yup. Finally, I can get <laughs> no. I can get the minutes I've wanted for my mobile plan. Yep. Hey. Uh, no. Yeah. And we we we're gonna bring this up uh, this week um, in the audio only version. So if you're a, a live viewer or a YouTube viewer, this won't affect you in any way. But for the audio version, um, uh, we are experimenting with um, podcast ads, and it's just like a, a a service that deals with some whatever algorithm and math and whatever you guys look at to put ads at the beginning and end of the podcast. And then I believe there's going to be one kind of around the uh, news marker. It'll also go through our whole back catalog and add 
them as well. Um, they'll change often based on what the algorithm deals. So it's not specific to T-Mobile or anything like that. It's just something we're trying out. Um, we definitely encourage uh, feedback. Please let us know um, if there's things that you are like or dislike or if it's totally like fine with you, stuff like that. Uh, I would love to know if anything like offensive is ever brought up because yeah. that's definitely something I don't want to see in those ads. And we have total control. We can turn them off. We can uh, get out of certain categories. We can place the ads where we want. We can dictate a, a little bit on how long they are or how many ads we put in a certain spot. Uh, but yeah, it's just something I looked into. It was an easy thing to set up. Um, and if it helps monetize the show, then uh, why not? So please uh, feel free to reach out about that. Um, that does it for questions this week. Again, if you want to send in questions for next week, it is top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the discord channel and John's PO box. Uh, what are your guys's games of the week? Tetris effect. Mm, Gungeon. And I'll give it to Hitman two. And then a couple of things to keep in mind next week is Thanksgiving. We will be doing a show. John will be joining us yep. for a Thanksgiving cast this year. Not actually going, I'll away. be doing it. I'll be doing it from Southern California again, so my audio might be a little different than usual. Um, and then the other thing is uh, for our Patreon backers, tomorrow's submission thread will be going live for our $10 donors. So if you want to get a game in for the poll later this month, uh, you will be able to do that starting tomorrow. Uh, and then a week from then, we will put up the poll. So stay tuned for all that stuff. And that's going to do it for the show. We're done. Thanks, right. everyone, for listening. Bye. See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh no, I don't think I can turn off my recording. The cat's blocking my mouse. I'm learning. <laughs>